Good morning, good afternoon. Welcome to the No Mongrel Podcast. My name is Rick Beta, coming to you live. Well, at the time of this recording, that is. I'm from San Jose, California, so I hope you're doing well. If you're new to the show, welcome. It's good to have you. And uh, if you're a, a longtime OG, I appreciate your support as well. Go ahead and follow along on social. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, at Rick Beta. That's R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A. And if you want to email the show, always like getting emails as well, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. But regardless of that, thanks for tuning in, guys. So let's get at it. Do a little stretch. Hope you have a good weekend, too. My allergies are acting up. You guys' too? Like, it hurts to blink. I look like I was in Rocky 7. I mean, it's not that bad, but it feels like it. Man. Allergies suck. So, anyway, so... I know this next, probably next topic is going to be, I'm going to be bringing it up a lot up until 2020. It's definitely not the last time. You know, 2020 Olympics, we all know skateboarding is going to be added, as well as, I think, breakdancing. A lot of new sports and stuff to bring in new new viewers. But, you know, that's certainly a sign of the times, because now the mainstream media is trying to cover skateboarding. <laughs> and that's either going to be really, really good, are really bad and you know found an article over the weekend from cnet of all places you know cnet you know they got i guess they do everything if they've done skateboarding reviews in the past technology reviews stuff like that but this article was written by amanda caprito hope i said that right and i do have to admit it didn't start off too well and here's what i mean the headline says this this new Olympic sport features two disciplines. Two disciplines, sorry. Dizzying courses and loud music. I was like, okay. And clearly this indicates I'm assuming this wasn't this article wasn't aimed at anyone who can actually push a skateboard, right? Either Mongo or regular. And I don't care. It's for the parents, maybe kids, you know, who are concerned, maybe their loved ones you know, might succumb to the dark side right after the Olympics, you know, but dizzying courses. I don't really know what that means. Do you? <laughs> I mean, loud music I get, you know, I've been, lately I've been bumping a lot of strung out, you know, that's my, my band of the year. It seems like I'm just my go-to band for any mood I'm in. And yeah, I listen to it at a little bit of higher volume, but I comment, I don't know. It, are you trying to scare people away? Like, loud music? Oh, hell no. I'm going to watch um, basket weaving or synchronized swimming. Not that, that not. So let me know when the skaters ride to Mozart, bro. I mean, is that, I, I don't know. That just kind of threw me off a little bit. I'm fine. But anyways, but it also goes on to get even better right from that first uh, topic sentence. Hear, hear me out here. Quote. Skateboarding, a rebellious sport, will debut at the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo. I think it was right at that point. I'm like, all right, I need to make this one of my segments on the podcast. I wasn't planning on talking about it, honestly. For one, I, I think there in 2019, there's no need to add in rebellious street sport. At least at this stage in the game. Skateboarding's here. It's here to stay. No longer a fad. You know, all that crazy stuff from, you know, the ups and downs of the 80s, 90s, even the 2000s. I don't consider it a rebellious sport now. We have rebellious individuals, 
but not the entire sport. Not in 2019. Curious to hear your thoughts on that, too. Is it a rebellious sport? I don't think so. I mean, the fact is, you know, skateboarding's mainstream now. It's here to say, sure, we're going to have those hardcore, you know, original gangsters that claim this sport should stay underground only and, and have, you know, just think about if that was the case. Say if all of a sudden skateboarding one is popular, how many companies, how many individuals who are already barely making it to survive to make ends meet are going to be out of a job? I mean, without skateboarding, as big as it is today, you know, we never have launches like April, Brainchild, Welcome, Thank You Skateboards, Roller Horror, all the, you know, Dugout, all those guys. The list goes on and on. It'd be maybe like, what, five teams backed by, you know, individuals that have money or, or mainly Nike running the show, right? And all that is due to the growth that has happened in the last few decades. And I just think it's, you know, it's going to continue to grow. So she did, she did mention this. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> another one. I got to, which I agree with. One more comment from the, the article. She mentioned another quote. I suppose no one will know how the sport will change until the Olympics arrive next year. But for now, you can read about all the structure, scoring, qualification processes for skateboarding at the 2020 Olympics. And that was good. I fully agree with that. And we don't know what's going to happen to the sport. But I, I, what I do know is that it's going to cause like an uptick in interest. Don't get me wrong. It's not going to be like January 1 on New Year's Day where gyms are packed with th- hundreds and thousands of people just, you know, getting their fitness on, getting their resolutions on. It's not going to have that kind of effect, but it'll finally get the global recognition it deserves. But it's not going to be like a one and done, like, oh, yeah, here we are. I, I mean, I keep hyping it up, but it could be literally like blip, a little blip on the radar, and that's it. And skateboarding, we all go back to our our lives until the next one. You know, so I, I basically say I, if you're going to be watching the Olympics, which, you know, I am, but there's a reason that they're there in the first place. The Olympics needs skateboarding more than skateboarding needs the Olympics, which is a fact. So it's going to help it long term. And I know I've mentioned before, too, the current batch of riders, they're going to carry us for the next decades. Decade or decades, I should say. It's on the up and up. It's a huge deal. There's a lot of people involved in skateboarding now. So I don't see it as a rebellious sport. Maybe you guys do. Let me know what you think. But I did, I did like I said, I appreciate all the facts, you know, about how to get qualified. It's a very good article, so as far as the info on that. But I just had to, I had to point those out. I was like, eh, I don't know, dizzying? I guess we're, it's going to be a little bumpy or dizzying until 2020. I mean, when, when we see these main, mainstream websites, you know, trying to get those clicks. I get it. It's a business, sure. But I just hope, you know, some of the writers kind of take some time, extra time and effort to do the research to their best abilities. Maybe reach out to pros or skaters or anyone in the industry just my thoughts what are yours okay gonna shift to another topic which i can't believe i don't think anyone's mentioned this one as of late you know last week i i think i talked i don't know five six minutes about thrasher magazine yes i was loving on the magazine but this week i finally got to read more of it 
So I read the Pedro Barros interview, which is great. I mean, the dude is like one of my favorite, you know, Brazilians on the planet, but he's a, he's a shredder. But no one's mentioned the fact that he's retiring. Yeah, after next uh, after the Olympics 2020, he's retiring. From competition, that is, from competition. Sorry, I don't mean to get you all riled up. So, well-deserved. And he wanted to actually quit contest this year, but because they announced the Olympics, he's like, oh, it's on. Got one last shot to do this. Who knows, maybe he will end up in the Olympics and score or, you know, hit the podium and might be back for another competition. I don't know, but as of at least this latest thrasher, he's thrown in the towel, giving up contests after that. So, well done, man. I mean, he's what? What did I write in my notes? Yeah, he's only 24. And he's been doing the, the contest thing for about, what? Yeah, about 10 years. He's just done. Whole burnt out on the contest scene. And what he wants to do after he, he retires or quits from, you know, the contest scene. He wants to focus on hitting the road, doing some filming. And can you imagine how awesome that is going to be? Pedro Barros not having the limitation of, say, like a 40-second run. He's going to bust out some footage. I don't think he'll be, like, uh, you know, constantly posting on Instagram-type footage. I think he's going to want to f- he's going to want to have some parts, and I'm excited for that. And I, and I mentioned, I think, what, last week, there's a new batch of young riders anyway that are coming up. Talk about timing, the cyclical, you know, range of riders. The young are coming in, taking over. Even Nigel's getting up there. I'm not worried about Nigel yet. He's fine. But Father Time never misses his time. He's always there. So as guys start to age, the young guys are coming in. So, But, yeah, Pedro, man, PB. Much respect, dude. I'm looking forward to seeing that, though. But and I know you're gonna you're just gonna crush the next you know stage of your career. The sky literally is for the limit for him. But well done, man. Yeah, Pedro Barros. He's retiring from contests, so don't get freaked out. And now that I've gotten the quote unquote fun stuff out of the way, and there's no easy way to segue to the next next topic. I've done it multiple times, unfortunately this this year. But the skateboarding community lost another good one over the weekend. So rest in peace to the LAOG Gabriel Rodriguez. He passed away at the young age of 46. Wow. And as 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 I record this, there hasn't been any mention of the cause or any funeral info or anything like that. I know we're all curious minds. That's the first thing that comes up, but we just need to focus on the fact that we lost another one first. 46. That's so young. And it, and it hits close to me. I'm 44. You know, two years from now, 46. But uh, I tweeted out one of my favorite clips. He was on Skate TV back in the day. If you guys don't know Skate TV, look it up on YouTube. But seems like it it seems like a long i mean it was it was in the 80s or no i mean it was the early 90s i don't know i think it was 89 ish 90 but i tweeted that out just because it's good memories but you know i've always been a huge fan of gabriel so even way back when yeah he basically busted on the scene 
with that, you know, the famous, you know, L.A. Boys clip from Ban This, right? And I can count, I don't know, I have, I've seen that, that clip, and that's one with all the, you know, Mariano, Johnson, Diaz. That part, it made him instantly, it made a name for himself in the skateboarding scene, you know? He had one of the best trade flips in the game, I think. Go back and watch that clip. I mean, he'd flip them so fast, like, and it hovered so close, to the, so low to the ground. It was like, what, did, huh? Did you pot? Is that all scoop? What, huh? And that big caveman he did. His cavemans helped me step up my cavemans back in the day. I, I landed my biggest caveman because of him. I need to go revisit that spot, actually. It's over by San Jose State. No, not San Jose State. Yeah, San Jose State. But anyways, he was, you know, he was an inspiration to me and to many. He's always rocking the, what I, I put in my notes too is that he had that style about it. He had the hat, you know, usually, well, I think it was the Bears hat. I think he kept it Chicago. But he always rocked that long sleeve under the short tee. So I always knew, I'm like, even if, you know, say if the, the video didn't have intros or anything, oh, that's Gabriel Rodriguez. I know that. So much style both on, both on and off the board. And the only time I got to see him, I was thinking about some of the time, I only got to see him live once. Yeah. It was when the LA boys rolled through. It was, I think it was a, it was a, I put, I put in my notes that it was that session skateboard shop. I don't think it was. I think it was that some like church parking lot, but it was cool. We had, there was, you got to see, you know, the four Diaz, Johnson and Mariano. Mariano. Keep thinking about it every time I say it. Sorry. But I think even Solomon Agaw was there too. Is I remember he had dude always had a cast on his arm. And I was like, whoa, he's skating switch and doing all this crazy stuff with that cast on, man. So that was good times. But all I got to say is, Gabriel, you helped change the game. Such a natural talent. He too, I mean, he'll be missed, never forgotten. So RIP to another legend gone way, way, way too soon. <clears throat> Damn. But do yourself a favor. You know, look up the L.A. Boys Band This Clip. You haven't. It's on YouTube. Can't miss it. But such good skating. What else is he? His, his back threes where he grabs a nose. I always tried to do those. Could never do them, like, as smooth as him. I think I would always land 270. You know, just being honest, you know. So, yeah, R.I.P. Gabriel. You will be missed, not forgotten. 46 years old. Tragic, tragic, tragic man. And finally, as I wrap up, I want to do a quick call to action. It's Luckily, this isn't a, a result in a fatality, but a fellow skateboarder in Portland took a nasty slam over the weekend. You know, one of those slams that, that put him in the hospital, right? I mean, he suffered traumatic brain injury. Very scary anytime you're dealing with the brain. They're no joke. So his name is Britt. And a, and a couple of the peep, peeps that I follow, you know, on, on social, and they say he's just a rad dude. So I'm like, well, I'm all about spreading the spreading the, the message for, to help this guy, you know, get back on track. I hate to hear about things like that. So I'll put a link to the GoFundMe page. I think as of, yeah, as of this recording, they were about halfway to their 30K goal. And I know it, it won't stop there, right? I know I've talked about it in the past on a couple of them, which, which reminds me, I think 
I need to follow up on the ones that I've been talking about. I think the security guard, he, he's still on, on the mend, but showing signs. And then there was another skater, Aiden, I believe. And last, I looked at him, his GoFundMe. They removed part of his brain, put in like this kind of like, I guess, faux brain. Uh, I have to look up the wording on it again, but he's not back on track too. But Britt, hoping for a speedy recovery. Always sucks to hear when one of ours takes a slam like that. Speedy recovery, man. So I'll, I'll put that link. So in, in, no amount is too small, you guys, if you want to help. And depending on when you're listening to this, it could be six months from now, new show. I'm sure they'll still need support. So I love you guys. Thank you guys again for the support. Be sure to subscribe. Leave a feedback if, if you love the show. Tell a friend, too. I mean, this is all about word of mouth. If you know someone that's in a podcast or whatnot, or, you know, even tell a stranger. Say, hey, go, you know, talking to someone at Target. You're checking out the cashier. Go, um, you know, no Mongo podcast. Thanks. See you later. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> I appreciate the help. Uh, it's all we could do, guys. So we'll see you next week. <laughs>